This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, it's AfterBuzz TV's Californication After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Californication After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another after show for Californication, season six, the final season, episode three. I'm Phil Svitek, and as promised, we brought a female to the panel. You guys remember her from last season, Roxy Stryer. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my god, hearing this music, it's like reminding me of This is a throwback to season one. I know, miss it. This is when we were cool and we didn't have so many baby mama problems. We're still cool. We're still, I don't know about that. Andreas. What's up, guys? I'm just excited that there's a female in the group now. How? So much testosterone. Thank you. Oh my god. No Welcome. sexual harassment tonight. Uh, yeah, we don't sorry. need we don't need we already have two two counts of sexual harassment. I have a couple of restraining tonight. orders pending, but pending is different than you know. And Stephen Lemieux. <laughs> hey guys, I'm actually 500 yards away from Andreas because of a restraining order that's pending. That's that's exactly why he's engineering and not on the panel. We're making some weird jokes tonight, and we're like one minute in, so I'm curious to see where this goes. Well, we're not a network show. <laughs> yeah, we, we can show boobs. We can show tits. Uh, Booyah. Was that to me? Welcome. I don't know. I mean, it was a Roxy. <laughs> Might have been a suggestion. I don't know. Before the show started, we did say that Roxy cannot whip out her dick. Okay, yeah. what is this about? You know, I don't know. I don't know. If I want to whip out my dick, I'm going to whip out my dick. Speaking of, uh, I, let, let's Moving start. On. Let's start with Karen. Okay. Because I mean, what I love about it, they, they always kind of open up on certain storylines, and then they usually tie back the storyline they opened up with at the end. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about her anyway. What, I, what do you want to talk about, Phil? <laughs> well, going full circle. Well, Roxy, you missed the first two episodes that well, we covered together, but uh, I missed was, the aftermath. I saw the episodes, obviously. Yes, yes. She basically said yeah. basically what we kind of thought in the beginning. You, yeah, exactly. You you always made that prediction of uh, you know they've always been a messed up family. Yeah, but, but the they thing were that a the, the comment, yeah, the messed up family. But the common denominator was that they shared a child together, and now she finds out that. You know, even though he was messing around with other women, he never had a, a, you know, shared a child with that other person. And now she finds out that, you know, not only does he have a child with another woman, but he had the child with this other woman before they even met. So that does, was... Does it also hurt that he's coming off of Faith, who was a younger version of, of Karen, as we say, and now here's an older version Who's in theory again very arguable, but you could say is hotter than Karen. So you're like, here's he, a milk. He's bringing out all her insecurities, and it's it's sad because Karen's already been through the ringer. So this is just another thing to add 
I don't think that Karen cared about Maggie Grace's character at all. I think she's like, Faith, there, done, gone, by not thinking about her. But I do think that this is a big issue and like we're talking about because he shares the connection with Julia that she thought, Karen thought she was the only one that she shared that connection with him. I have a child of yours, you know, and, and now that was the only thing she had and he has that with somebody else so it's really and hurtful he, he referred to her as a she referred to her as a ridiculous fucking milf so not only do they share a child but she's really really smoking hot and yeah. she'll, she'll admit that too absolutely which is just deepening the knife you know i know just adding salt to the wound so. and she also brought up becca who you know obviously knows nothing in the situation and hanks made no indication of telling her yeah, Becca has a sibling. It was something that didn't even cross my mind until now. I mean, or while we were watching the episode, poor Becca. She's always felt so alone and out of place, and she has somebody that she could connect with that's as big of a weirdo, if not weirder, than she is. And they they could have known each other growing up. Not that Hank kept it from her because he didn't know, but I just feel bad. Like, there was somebody that could have been there for her and, and felt what she was going through. Becca's ex-boyfriend was kind of weird, too, though, so I think she'll get along with Levon quite nicely. Which one? She's had a couple of the, weirdos. The, the last weirdo. The, the last weirdo. Chubby the one with the afro? Chubby afro, oh. Jufro guy. Mm. Yeah. Good guy. I think Becca, yeah, I think <laughs> Becca and Levon will get together and just bitch about Frank the whole time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, you keep calling it, him Frank. Oh, oh, Hank. Hank? Oh, our YouTube like, comments. Oh, our that. YouTube comments were getting so angry at you for calling oh, him Frank. Oh, great! I have death threats now. Great. Um, no. Right, right, Sandreas. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of. It's a common thing for him to call him Frank. Listen, they must be listening on iTunes then because YouTube, you can't get mad at people with dimples. We have like the out, yeah. you know. When, when you just smile about I it. I apologize, it? guys, for ruining your day. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I know they probably lost sleep over that. But uh. What was I saying? Something about Hank. Something about Frank. <laughs> uh, okay. Something about Frank. Um, no. What was I saying? Now I lost my about About the children, the weirdo, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. boyfriend. Uh, Maggie's, it doesn't seem like she has that great of a relationship with Hank anyways because, I mean, we're already almost four episodes into the season and they haven't even had a f- telephone conversation, which is kind of weird. Who hasn't had a telephone? Becca? Ma- uh, Becca, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think that Becca and Hank have a weird relationship, definitely. Yeah. I'm using the word weird a lot, but a lot of this is bizarre and weird. But I think that they are very close, and when Becca finds out how long Hank's known about this, she's going to lose it. I mean, it should have been the second call he made after Karen. It should have been the second call he made. If I was in Becca's shoes, I would be furious, but she's used to being furious with her father. There's been thousands of reasons to be furious with him. I think, I think Karen's going to be the one to make him do it. Of course. Karen's the one to make him do anything. and She's the only person who's ever had influence or power over him. I think Hank just didn't want to say anything until he knew for sure, until he knows for sure that he's the father. And she, it, it's funny that Karen hasn't even mentioned, are you sure? She, has, she even hasn't even posed that question yet. Because how, because how Hank leads his life, it's yeah. not even a, you know, it's not even a question. Are we questioning it at all? I'm questioning it. Slightly. For sure, 100%. What per- you guys are thinking? Definitely, it's not, or you're thinking maybe. I'd like to. Th- I- I'm thinking it's probably not, just to try to make this 
storyline a little more interesting. I'm thinking if they were gonna if they were gonna cast somebody as Hank's son, they would have somebody who looks a little bit more like Hank. I just don't think he looks enough like Hank for it to be true, but he looks enough for us to question it. I don't know. I think that sometimes, and then you see people's parents, and you're like, how the hell did they make that? Look at, look at Becca. I mean, she's not. She looks a lot like Karen, though. Becca looks a lot like Karen. So if they're going to do casting based on like being a kid, yeah. this kid doesn't look anything like Hank. He looks nothing like Heather Graham, though. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like, where does he come from? So he's got to look like one of them, and if he doesn't look like Heather Graham, he doesn't look like Hank. I don't know. I, I think by uh, if by episode four isn't brought up, I just don't think it really matters. What do you mean, if what isn't brought if up? If they don't bring up whether it is or not, is not his kid. You think by the very end of the season, though, even if they don't bring it up now, maybe in the season finale or the series finale, they're going to be like, ha-ha, joke's on you guys. We spent this whole series talking about this and or the whole season. And I think it'll true. be a mid-season thing, plot twist, if anything. Okay. You, you can't end the series on that. It would just be leaving us wanting more and having more questions. So, I, I agree with that. When Becca does find out, how do you think she's going to interact with Levon? Do you think she's going to be okay with him, or do you think she's going to hold a grudge towards him, or how? I think she, you know, can go one of two ways. She really wants to meet him just to figure, you know, for better or worse, just to see who this kid's all about, or just avoid him at all cost. Dip, dodge, duck. Dodge, duck, dip, I feel like maybe dodge. she's she went on this like <laughs> she's trying to like discover herself on this you know, a journey that she's on right now, this writing pilgrimage um, or whatever. And I think she's going to be a little more open-minded about it. So she seemed like she was pretty open-minded towards the end of last season about things. So Mm -hmm. I think being one being her sexuality and all that's jazz. So I don't, I don't think this is, but it was in keeping, she's kind of, you know, by by the end of last season, she's kind of caught up with everything her father's ever sort of done. Right. Accepted that. Yeah. Or at least acknowledged it. And, I, I do feel like, though, in a way goofier way, Levon's in a very similar place in his life where he's trying to find out who he is and sort of knows where he wants to go but doesn't know how to get there. And as they're taking that in two opposite directions. He's trying to cling on to his family and have them help him, and Becca's trying to break off because this is a family she's known and she wants to get away from the craziness as opposed to Levon who's trying to embrace it. Uh, I just think that once they do come together, they're going to help each other and be able to take their understanding of themselves and where they want to go to the next level, even though they seem kind of like an odd pairing. Yeah, it's like a yin and yang. Yeah. One being Becca trying to escape the craziness, and like you said, um, Levon trying to be a part of it because he wants to be a part of something, obviously. so Well, he needs to. You know, yeah. he's never really been a part of something. Yeah, he has no friends. Smokes weed, plays Xbox. I mean, I do that too, but. <laughs> Damn you. Yeah. But he's right. got his mommy. His hot MILF mommy. But I, I like how she kind of puts him in his place too. I mean, she it looks like she's been a good parent thus far. It's I feel like when, she's more like a friend than a parent. When she brought him back into face. That uh, was a, yeah. You can't really blame her for that though, because as a single mom, there are so many roles that you have to play that it all just kind of blurs together. And, yeah, she is a little overbearing. And, yes, bringing your grown-ass son into his internship with making him bring in an apology, baked, set, whatever it is. like Cookies. Yeah, cookies. And That's no a, milk. I mean, he really fucked up there. There's got to yeah. be milk in that. That's but it, it's just like, 
okay, we're seeing the extreme end of what happens if you're a single parent where you can go. But at the same time, at least he's grown up with he's grown up with somebody who cares about him. Clearly loves him, you know, yeah. unconditionally, maybe even too much, um, and is looking out for him. So I think that yeah, she might sometimes play more of a friend, but he needs that. How, my question is, how does she support him? Did, like financially? They, yeah, have they mentioned? I mean, he has, she hasn't mentioned child support. She hasn't really. Has she spoken about what she does for work? Maybe those commercials they? that she shot her. Are, are paying <laughs> She's still getting well. residuals. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> know. There's no residuals baby. in porn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did, did we ever address what she does? No, not in that regard. Okay. What What I like though, in terms of her, you know, she trusted Hank to kind of guide him through this day, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we see it very heavily. You know. Uh, <laughs> As separate as they can be and as, you know, Hank's kind of cool, for lack of a better term, as we keep saying, uh, Levon is weird as all. Mm -hmm. They both do the same wrong thing. Like father, like son. And over-sexualize the workplace. Yeah. But they seem to get away with it. They they do, but the point is that that, that Julia trusted Hank to kind of guide him through the day, and he didn't really, you know, he didn't guide him at... At all, because he was too busy doing his thing. Don't you ever just stop when you're watching the show and think, it's unbelievable the shit they pull. Like, if if this ever happened, I feel like they look at him and they're like, are we fired? And he's like, no. I mean, are you kidding me? These are the luckiest men in the entire world. They have nine lives. More than nine. Every single episode, I'm like, you just did something worth either being arrested or fired or... I don't know, murdered something like. He's got so Have many you seen endearing... Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I have, but this is 2014. They're also writers. I think there's a little more flexibility. That's true. Because most writers are kind of crazy. Absolutely, and I'm not saying he should be fired because I think that it's awesome, and I think that yeah, it's life imitating art, imitating whatever it is. Yeah. And I think bringing that energy into the workplace can be original and fun. But I mean, he literally. Plus, look at his bosses, Rick Rath, who's trying to bang, you know. Yeah, but it's different than Terry walking in on him with his fingers up some girl's vagina. Like, yeah. only Hank. Like, it could only happen to him. I always think about, like, when we go back, I don't even remember what season this was, where he's, he's fucking one chick, and then he goes into the different room, and he's having sex with a... He thinks it's the same girl, and it ends mm-hmm. up being some... You guys, and he's trying to go after Karen. Yeah, he's trying to go after Karen, and he ends up having... Karen walks in on having sex with somebody else. It's just like, only Hank Moody. Only him. It, it's unbelievable. That's why I want to be Hank when I grow up. Is that true? I want to have that problem. No, nah, I mean, I don't want to be him, but I mean... I, I wouldn't probably, mind, like, you know... I feel he's like Phil wants ex- to be Hank. <laughs> he's not a great he example. He's not a good role model. Phil, I feel like Phil wants to be Hank. He's not a good role model. Come on. He doesn't have a bad life, though. I mean. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? It's an amazing life. I totally know why Karen's still hung up on him. I get it. He has a lot of redeeming qualities, and it's hard to hate that character. I mean, I mean I, you know, ultimately, he didn't make the move onto her, and he's just trying to fall. I, I, you know, uh, I see the price you paid for that, <laughs> that emote. You know, uh, he's, he's trying to emulate, and he's trying to ultimately, in some sort of weird way, fit in and be a good employee. Yeah. Because I haven't been here the last two weeks, I want to get your guys' opinion on the fact that we have a whole new cast with all of these co-writers. What are you guys thinking about them? Do you have a favorite? Do we like Hugh? Do we like Terry? Who who do we like and who like, are we bored with? I like Hugh because he pitches such stereotypical crap. Yeah. Like, he pitched basically the pilot to Grey's Anatomy. 
Um, or any other. Not that TV there's anything show. wrong with that. Gray's for life. Yeah, okay. yeah but that, it, when Gray's had done it, I mean, that's what ten seasons in. That that is a, when it's the first idea. It's original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you reuse it, it's a cliche. And it was a pilot episode, right? They were pitching. I've I, never seen. Uh, I thought they were uh, for this for uh, the show that they're doing on Californication. It was they, I, no episode three. Oh, okay, so it wasn't the pilot episode. Didn't they keep saying that you're writing episode three? Well, Hank's writing episode three, so I imagine they're working out the yeah. story beats for episode three. I think Hugh's a lot more talented than he gives himself credit for. Steven, that's so sweet of you. You're such a good guy. <laughs> but here's the thing: he's on a, he's not applying himself because he's Instagramming, you know, food. He cares more photos. about food and milk for his cookies and hashtag lunch. Yeah, he really cares about his food. He should... <laughs> Cupcakes. I'm moving on from the food because my mind's just <laughs> jumping ahead. But I think it's really cool about writers and artists in general that these people are in the room fighting for who gets to do the work. You know, like Terry's like wanting to be the writer of the episode, which is so cool because when you go into most workplaces, you see people who are like, you want to do it? Go ahead, do it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like nobody wants to actually do the work. But when you are a writer and that's your passion, that's what you feed off of all these people are fighting to do it except and, for hank and, and then i was gonna say the only problem with that is then i see hank who doesn't just care doesn't care and and he has this thing against tv and i just feel like i'm gonna give it to somebody who even if they're not as talented the person who's gonna show up and the person who's gonna keep writing and wants to be there that's who my money's on not the person who just has raw talent and isn't gonna apply himself there's gonna have to be at some point in this season an attitude adjustment because even though Hank's saying like listen I'm, I'm, I'm in TV now and I'm here and I'm doing this like aren't I changed he's not really changed you know he's, he's still not wanting to apply himself he's just I just feel like he doesn't take it seriously TV in general you know he, mm-hmm He's used to writing novels and right. best-selling authors. So to this, to him, this is just a downgrade and a paycheck. So he doesn't really. T- he thinks he's probably above everybody in that room. But by by getting, um, you know, this is kind of more of a prediction. But by getting Juliet involved and you know possibly being an actress, mm-hmm. he's going to have to create some good TV for her. Yeah, he's going to write by some default. good dialogue. Yeah, I thought my prediction last week was. Uh, uh, Levon was going to get a little acting opportunity. Yeah, right. I hope they stick him in. That's that would be so sweet. I honestly still think he does, but apparently it looks like his mom's going to get one before him. But uh, yeah, <laughs> who wouldn't cast Heather Graham? She's well, I, I think she's going to push for you know for to get, her son to get yeah. yeah. I don't know how many cookies you would have to bake in order to get yourself a role on a show. Probably upwards of a million. So he better start. I don't think she's. I don't think she's baking any cookies. I think she's doing something else. But you know what? If, if you think about it, she loves her son so much that maybe she's willing to sleep with Rick Rath, the creator of the show, in order to get Levon a part on the show. I think that would make sense. How Plus, many blowjobs is equivalent to how many cookies? A blowjob, a line. That's the oh, general a blowjob, a line. That's, Holy no, no, crap. no, no, a blowjob for a line of dialogue. Yeah, That's I got a, what you're oh, saying. Okay. Or a word. I don't know. I forget. Is this like the uh, Hollywood oh. standard? Do you do you have some inside scoop yeah. on this? When I moved here, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so five years ago, that was yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if SAG changed it, but a monologue <laughs> is a lot of blowjobs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, yeah. she like can't speak anymore. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, just I want to talk about the. <laughs> Acting process or the audition process only because um, again it, when when you're in Hollywood, the Californication tends to make more sense. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. So, but I want to I want to get your perspective on this because it's such. Be first off, the first audition, unless you guys disagree, I thought it was the world's 
stupidest and bullshit audition I've ever seen. Well, it was amazing because I have seen so many auditions like that. You know, sometimes I'm watching the show. I'm like, that's not realistic. This was one of the most realistic things I've ever seen. Somebody who walks in there and just takes the work, tries to change it, thinks that they're all of that, like, really feels moved by the words, you know? It's just such bullshit. You know, you're looking at well, it, you're like, you're, you're moved by the words of, like, let me suck your dick. Yeah, I know. It's it's like, hysterical. <laughs> but I, I think it's funny because it's true. It happens all the time. Um, the second audition, the girl who, like, literally jams Hank's fingers up herself. She has potential, right? <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say that was less realistic, but maybe I just haven't been a part of those auditions. Um, she went method. Oh, uh, that's true. You got to respect method. Yeah, you know? for sure. But I just think that it was really funny and true to see the first audition. Like, oh my god, some people are just so full of it. It's like completely full of shit. But then Wrath is uh, typical of a guy. You, you never really want to reject someone, especially when they're right then and there. So yeah. you have your poker face, and as he kept going, his line, I see the price you paid. <laughs> it's so true, too, because these directors are so sick of coming up with ways to compliment sandwich people, you know, <laughs> that they just pick one generic sentence, and they'll just say it to everybody. You know, I've, I've had friends walk out of auditions before. People were auditioning for the same thing, and they'll be like, oh, my God, I didn't get the part. But you know what? He loved me because he said that my the way I spoke was so elegant. And, and they're like, shut up. He said that to me, too. You know what I mean? They just, like, they pick one thing. They're not – sometimes they just don't out. They don't even effing listen anymore. They've just seen too many people that day. That's not the case with this girl. This girl just happened to suck. You know? Yeah, yeah. She she was awful. Um, pretty. Yeah, AT&T girl. Not the T-Mobile girl. I know. I She's like, not I, hot enough to be the T-Mobile girl. I thought she was cute. She's okay. You She's funny. You're referring to the actual actress of yeah, 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 yeah. real life, not the yeah. actress in the TV show. True. We just got lost for a second. Wait, wait, whoa. Anyway. <laughs> that was like insane. Um, shit. Right? Let's talk about... Let's, <laughs> so many layers. Let's talk that. about Melanie and... Um, <laughs> uh, Poor Melanie. That was another, another tie-in, just Black Hawks, because she's showing him... A viral video about black cock. Yeah, there's a lot of black cock talk. <laughs> and milk. But we'll Could save that. Could that be an one. After Buzz TV show? Black cock talk. Is it bad that I knew exactly what video he was talking um, about? You were, yeah, you, you, you were quoting it. You're I was like, like laughing. You're just, you knew all about that. You're like, booyah. <laughs> it's hilarious, though. It's okay, absolutely okay, hilarious. Shane the Devil, speak the truth. Do you watch it for comedy? Have you. <laughs> what? He wants to know if you've jerked off to this video before, which is no, completely no, inappropriate. Okay, totally inappropriate. No, no, it's an no. appropriate question for the show because it, it is an indicator whether or not you're gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether or not uh, Levon was in the right or in the wrong. If it's comedic, it's funny. If he guys, if it's, he's trying it's to get a hard like on. literally, literally, when you hear someone tell you, like, guys, I have a video of. This guy who literally sticks his balls in this girl's asshole. Is that what I see? That's I'm, literally what happens. And you're just kind of like, no, that's not possible. You have to watch it to know. And then and the fact that the guy's like, yeah, booyah, balls at your ass. It's just the fucking most hilarious <laughs> thing ever. Wait, so I'm sorry to make you explain this again, but why does he say booyah? Because his balls fit in the asshole? Like booyah, grandma. <laughs> booyah, balls at your ass. <laughs> That's what he balls at your ass. That's what he says. It's booyah. I'm gonna, you gotta have to. It's show like me this so. Afterwards. It's so quotable because like. Okay, guys... wait, 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 for fans, if they really want to dive into this, where where the hell where do they find, we find this? this? You could probably just Google booyah balls at your ass, and the video will come at, out. At, at your ass at or your out your ass? ass. Out, out your ass. Okay. Out your ass. 
out okay. your ass. So that oh. was after they came out of her ass. Okay, wait. Serious question. Do you think Oliver, Olive Cooper found this video himself and was like, hey, let's suggest this video. Like, where did this storyline come from for this real video to be inserted? Well, honestly, like, the way that we see them sit around the writer's table and throw out ideas like that, I guarantee you that's what happens on Californication. They're sitting there and they throw, they're like, oh, I saw this fucking hysterical YouTube clip, like, and they're like, we're using that. And I, don't they make know, I don't know this is a video for YouTube, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, so it's not on YouTube? No, no, it's, no it okay. can't be on YouTube. Yeah. No, it's not considered nudity or art, I don't think. Okay, sorry, you jizz. <laughs> sure. Is That's that a, a real one? That's a site. Oh, I thought that was a question. No, you jizz. You jizz.com. We are finding so much about Roxy. Thank you, Roxy. <laughs> Whatever. We know where Roxy goes now. <laughs> you jizz, not always, but. <laughs> you know, it's really sometimes. Hot in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn the air on for you, Roxy. <laughs> okay. It depends the. Before you start okay. talking about more porn sites, you use. Okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, okay, so Hank's, no Hank's little watching. pitch about it, going back to the story room idea and, and rapists and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, the whole his whole idea is like, you know, the fish out of water element. They're, they're, it's kind of meta because they're exactly fish out of water. Yeah. He doesn't write for TV. He has no manners. He's never held a job in his life. But I think it, I think it's great, and it goes to show how much, like, writing is life experience. If you don't have life experience, you don't at least research something, you're not going to be a good writer, I believe, and that's why. Well, you have nothing it, to write about. Well, it's juxtaposing uh, Becca, how Becca's going out into the world to yeah. get writing experience. Now he's got this kid. Now this woman's calling, or this guy slash woman is calling him a rapist. So yeah, he's still don't know. he's throwing his 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 life experience out on the writer's table where it's like, hey, how about we have the Santa Monica rapist who's doing this? Yeah. I mean it just kinda it works together with his character and who he is. No, absolutely. I, I think that you have to have life experience in order to do these things. Just quick side note, I remember uh, Dakota Fanning one time was preparing for a role. She was like this high school girl out at a party, and she turned to the director and was like, I've, I've never been to a party. How am I supposed to know what that was like? And she literally like went and sat at a high school party and like observed everything going on because she'd never been. You know, She grew up as a child star and never got to experience all these things. So I think that sometimes when you, when you are just thrown into something and you are a fish out of water and you don't have the experience, you you aren't as good at your job as you should be if you had been doing your job for too long. So I think it is important to get life experience. That's why I think what Becca's doing is amazing and that she's awesome and she should meet her brother and they'll be able to do good things together. But um, I have a question for you guys, which is if this is how Hank's behavior has always been, (laughs) is it right that Hank gets mad at Levon for showing the clip to... Yes. You think he should get mad? Yes. I mean, when he says, hey, play it cool, don't talk to her, don't do anything to her, and don't make her feel uncomfortable, and the first thing you do is show a girl you don't know very well a video of a black dude putting balls in another girl's ass. It wasn't that. It was the massaging her. It's and that, that too. Her. That's also... That's that was the, the icing on the cake. Here's, yeah. the, here's, the, here's the part where, like, eventually we're, we're, Hank is going to have to dress with Levon. It's the fact that Levon looked around. So the fact that he did that just indicates that he knew this may not have been the most appropriate video to show. And, and, and she's like, no, you know, this isn't your typical workplace. And he's like, I don't know if I should show you this video. Yeah. So Yvonne, don't go to your big collection. Like, let's start with, yeah, let's start yeah. with like, cat videos. Warm her up and see where... Levon's just like me up. a few years ago. No, I just, I, but <laughs> no, how can you blame you? How can you blame him? You know, if you don't know any better, then you don't know any better. He's socially awkward. He's never really had a friend. And, and never had a father. Yeah. You know, never had a m- male was- figure in his life to be like, 
No, Levon. No, no. <laughs> and she said, Melanie said, it wasn't so much a video that creeped her out. It was a massage during the video that yeah. creeped her out. That's creepy. I think she, you're in a writer's room. You're hanging out with a bunch of perverts who are saying every kind of sex joke under the sun. She's seen it all, right? She's she's seen it all. She works in Hollywood. Um, I don't think anything's off limits as far as media goes, but it was the massage during the booyah that really just did her in. Absolutely. <laughs> because it's, it's one thing to bring somebody into your world and show them things that you think are inappropriate and funny. But it's another thing to put your hands on somebody. Like like a massage is pretty creepy yeah. by a stranger. I'm, I'm putting myself in that position. And I, if somebody showed me that video, I'd be like, all right, that's kind of weird taste, but whatever. Maybe they're just kind of funky set of humor. But like, actually, Stephen, what's going on over there? Bug. <laughs> He's bugging out. I thought you were imitating the massage. I'm like, no, no I know you get better massage than that. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting there. <laughs> Don't take that out of context, please, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got the Booyah video on slow motion. <laughs> He's wearing his HD glasses. You want to watch the Booyah video later, Axie? Like, totally. massage. Can we just listen to it? <laughs> I will bring it up if I won't get fired for having this in the work history on I this mean, computer. Yeah. Oh. All right, I want I want to hone. <laughs> I don't know. I, wanna, I don't know. I wouldn't go there, Stephen. I want to talk about. I want to hone in on the father son relationship in more concrete terms, and then I also definitely want to touch upon Eddie Nero because he's possibly coming back. Rob Lowe yeah. himself. Well, well, we know he's coming back this season. They've announced that, so okay. I don't know in what capacity. But Rob Lowe is a guest star on season. Are we on seven? Season. I, I think we're on seven. seven. It says six, but we're on seven. Seven. Someone wrote six. We're on seven. Wow, we've got a lot of the show behind us. We have a great history. Um, but okay, father-son dynamic. What does Hank need to do? He's yelled at the kid. Was it? You know, we're kind of talking about it, but more concretely, was he right or was he wrong All to right. yell at? All right, what, Stephen? <laughs> Just this fucking video. Are you watching it? God damn it, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I think I have to cut forward a little bit. I've, I've never just strictly listened to porn. This is a very strange experience. Oh, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> What's the echo? Spread your ass cheeks. Oh, It's my favorite part. Oh, oh my God. What are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> this has got to be, like, illegal or something. I did this scene in my acting class. Everybody keep your hands above the table. <laughs> Andreas, you should have warned me before you were going to do this. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right, turn, the, turn this off. Okay. Turn this off. Can we just get to the end part? Here's Booyah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh this, this can't be good. We're going to all get fired. Are there two men in this video? <laughs> oh, we're all getting fired. Oh. All right, turn this off. Turn this off. All right. <laughs> I, I just wanted to hear the booyah. I just, all I wanted was the you booyah. I think you might have talked over the booyah. I talked over the booyah? You might have talked over the booyah. Okay. I fucked up the booyah. I so suck. there are two guys this in this video? This podcast is explicit. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> Um Okay. I can't wait for the amount of comments saying that we're immature <laughs> so, little creepers. So anyway, back to the father-son relationship, like father, like son. Um, and this is not, by the way, when when you talk about that, it, it would be a really messed up relationship if the father and the son really had a moment like this where they played the actual video in question. What? If they watched it together? <laughs> yes. I mean, if they had watched it before. I think that would be the least messed up thing that happened this episode. I could see Hank watching this. <laughs> like for fun? Like in his bedroom? With Charlie? I could see Runkle watching Runkle. it. Oh my god, Runkle totally. I could see Runkle. these guys watching it together. I, I would see Runkle like explaining the video to Hank. I think that yeah. would be like a scene. 
Yeah, I don't think I, the, I, I don't I think, think the video offended him. I think he thinks as a father, his role is to get upset and be like, "That's wrong." I don't. I fi- think- he finds it easier with him because a he's kind of dealt with Becca, mm-hmm. and you know I think he's treating it like he has a relationship with Runkle. That Runkle's almost like his son in some weird way because yeah. Runkle doesn't have his stuff together at all. Yeah, can we talk about Runkle a little bit here? Sure. Okay. Tie it in. I just I think that. I can't tell what's going on. Like, why can't Runkle's dick get hard? There's just so much pressure. <laughs> anxiety. Or... Anxiety over Stu. Yeah. Every oh, time he comes close to the... That? Yeah. I mean, okay. Like, really? If, if if you were married to a woman and then you divorced her and then she went out with someone who had, like, a donkey dick <laughs> and then you got back with her, like, that's kind of a turnoff. Yeah, but... Because you... all you'd be able to think about is, like... Oh, am I big enough? Like, yeah. am I satisfying her? That's like, fine, but he can't even jerk it. Like, his, his dick literally can't get hard. His dick worked with the intern. With the intern? Yeah, last episode, the end of the episode, his dick worked with the intern. Oh, oh, yeah, it's, when he comes in the, on his line. I think it's ground, because he's focusing oh. too much on Marcy, and I think it's because Well, that was he the has, Viagra. When he's on the ground. Yeah, well, you're, you don't just get out of Yeah, that. you don't just get hard. Viagra makes you hard. So that was him getting hard. Marcy's not the most sensitive person in the set. She's not at all. She's very aggressive. I find it, like, kind of unattractive, period, for me. But it's like she's not even trying to, like, you know, ease into it. It's just like... There's no chase either. There's no chase with Marcy. What's the move then? If So if you're having these problems, what do you want a woman to do? You You just need to accomplish... Well, first off, she's got to stop bringing up stew. Okay. Every two minutes. Stop bringing up stew. And also, instead of just, like, come home and fuck me, like... Being less aggressive? Yeah, she's way too aggressive. I'm just taking notes, so you guys want to give me specifics? She needs, first of all, she needs a different approach, because her approach different is... She needs to wake him up. I'm glad we're loving this. She needs to wake him up with a ni- with nice morning head, and then he's our, you know... I don't even think it's that. I think I mean, it's on her, too, but I think it's also on him. It's like, he just does not have any self-confidence, and he's basically turning himself into... He's giving himself erectile dysfunction. Okay, now, coming from the girl's perspective, because I understand the guy's perspective. Obviously, I don't understand it, but I understand it. I just feel really bad for her because going from fucking somebody with, like, a huge dick that always pleasures you to going to fucking not fucking somebody that and you left your husband, like, that's such a bummer. And so she probably feels like she's... Yeah, no, seriously, because she Poor probably Marcy. feels like she's not enough for him. Speak to this. We talked about how Hank and Karen... They have somewhat. They they have an emotional connection. There's a lot of sex that's been had throughout the years by them and by other people. Right. But with Marcy and Runkle, it's just been highly sexualized all the time. There's what's the emotional connection? No, I think there's an emotional connection there. I think with Stu there really wasn't, but I, I don't know. I think that when you click with somebody and you get each other, that's emotional. I think that it's it's also kind of like when you look at. Hank and Karen, there are boundaries. Like, he's one, she's one person, he's one person. And, like, they've done things, but they probably haven't gone so crazy over with it. I feel like with, 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 uh, Runkle. Runkle and Marcy, it's literally they've done everything they can. Like, they've literally. You mean sexually? Sexually, they've done everything. Okay, like, there's nothing not, you like can really. lobster and blowing cocaine and, like, fucking each other. I like they, he's not they've eating. literally done everything. Like, there's nothing new that they can try together. So it's probably just kind of like there's sexually, there, it's it's old. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Unless there's start, definitely unless you places bring, to go. Unless, yeah, we could do the Booyah video. <laughs> I think there's always that. places to go. Yeah, they could. Okay, he's, he's not <laughs> ever. He's never. She's had it where she's had a chocolate bar 
eaten out, but he's not been the one to eat it out. If if there are all if there are more places in the world, there's more places to do it. You know, like there's always something fun and spicy you can mix it up with. I think that they just need to find a place that's their own because, you know, Marcy and Stu fucked everywhere and. And everywhere they are kind of is reminding him of Stu. They need to go somewhere, get somewhere that's, like, completely theirs, that has nothing to do with him, where Runkle can feel comfortable, and I guess Morning Head is a good idea. I, I don't know. I, don't, I know. think they just need to connect on an emotional level, to be completely honest. Oh, with really? You. Yeah, I did, because all she does is talk about the physical, physical, physical. Every scene with them is about her not being satisfied. You know, maybe he could satisfy her in other ways besides the physical, and that will lead to the physical. And even the even mm-hmm. the very husband and wife text, like, hey, and get some milk, is after, hey, come and fuck your wife. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, the milk should be first. They just well, need I, to have a just... And here's the thing. Runkle, Runkle pretty much has no job. Yeah. Yeah. His job true. is to make sure Hank has a job. Which he doesn't do a very good job at, typically. But. Yeah. And, I mean, he's getting an extra 5% just because he's now a manager. But if the only person he's managing is Hank, yeah. you know, again, he... How much really is there to do with that? And Marcy has her own business, though, so, I mean... The waxing thing? Yeah, yeah. she's still got that thing going. But Jazzling? I just think that she's not used to treating Runkle a different way because typically what turns Runkle on is this kind of attitude. So she's pushing it so far. Um, but there have been seven seasons of this. People change and want different things, and she has to try a different tactic, and she's not. I'm just wondering, obviously he's going to be able to get hard again at some point. What's going to be the thing that does it for him? I think it'll be an emotional emotional attachment. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think she's being very insensitive, and he's a very sensitive person. He is a very sensitive person. This approach that she's using, this very hyper-aggressive, do me, blah, 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 you know, is not working. It's scaring him away. And I think... It's not a turn on as a viewer either, you mm-hmm. know, like watching her character. It's like, you know, show us a little more depth to your character besides that because she's like Snooky. You know what I mean? <laughs> nobody, wants, nobody wants to have sex with Snooky. So nobody wants to have sex with Marcy. Snooky's hot. <laughs> Snooky's hot now. Snooky's totally hot. Yeah, she's atti- hot now. Her, I do Snooky. Her attitude's not hot, though. Marcy's not unattractive. It's just the way she presents herself. I can see what you're saying. So it's like present yourself in a different way and maybe – he doesn't. He won't need Viagra to get it up. And maybe it's not him. It's you. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Make him feel comfortable. Obviously, he doesn't feel comfortable. If he felt comfortable with her, he wouldn't have a problem with. Do you think it's also an issue how open they are about it? Like they talk to Karen and Hank about it so openly, and it's like there's so much more pressure on it because yeah, their relationship's an open book. It's yeah. like they have nothing. nothing nothing's a secret. There's n- they don't have any secrets between each other, and I think that's important in relationships. I think, I think that part of it is okay because if 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 Runkle kind of bottled it up, then then it would just you know be more implosive, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, by getting it kind of you know it whether or not Hank kind of relates or whatever, he can be like you know what it's not a big deal. Okay, we'll get through it. And so like oh, okay. And then he also, not only does he have to compare himself with Stu, but he also has to compare himself with Hank. And Hank's never had an issue in the bed. He gets women all the time, you know, and it's just like he's got Runkle all this hit pressure. 100. Are you kidding? Runkle's had plenty of women. I know, but he's not like Hank. You know what I mean? He's. Yeah, he, it just comes easy to Hank. Getting Runkle's a number. always had to work at it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, why don't we get into some predictions? And now, you're after Buzz. Predictions. Booyah. Okay, so uh, 
Karen says you don't have enough time to really think about. Hank says it's still us. Yeah. Where, where is this going? Um, the more important quote to me was, and it just sums up all seven seasons of this, is when Hank says, just don't give up on me. Which is like, it's so tough because... I want them to be together so bad. And I want somehow for us in the next few episodes, by the end of this, to be in a place where we feel like they're actually going to last. You know, not only are they going to get together, but they're going to stay together. But it's so hard to to trust him, and it's so hard to not give up on him. When it's just so many years of him bucking up and bucking up, even if it's circumstance. So... I I think that they will end up together, but I don't feel confident that we're going to be in a place that I know they're going to be together till they're 100. Kissing, at the very least, with Julia is not going to help the cause. And I think, is it out of jealousy? Is it out of jealousy because of Wrath and Julia? No, I think it's probably out of tequila and whiskey. Like, I, I feel like six seasons of Hank just screwing up you know, one season's not going to salvage the relationship. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to salvage the relationship in the next however many episodes there are. Uh, especially since previews the next episode, he's already making out with Julia. So it's just not going to happen. Um, I think they make better friends and they, you know, they get each other. And I don't see them ever having a long-term relationship as far as they're never going to get really? married oh my god so different won't just, you feel just, so gypped won't you feel i won't feel gypped at all i feel really? i feel like it's it's real life and it just it's not a fairy tale and it's like why now is everything going to come together at this last moment you know to try to wrap the series up i think he's developed he spent six seasons developing this character and it's not going to drastically change now so i think they're not going to end up together Julia, you know, it's nice. He's attracted to her, and now they share something like he shares with Karen. You think he might end up with Julia? I don't think Hank will ever end up with anybody. I think Hank's a free spirit, and I feel like he's never going to settle down. And as much as he thinks he wants to settle down, it's just not going to happen because that's not who he is, and that's not the character that we've huh. All right. you know, gotten to know. So. so character flaws in Hank is Hollywood. So I'm going to say that at the end of the series... Him and Karen are back together, but I think Hank leaves Hollywood. I think Hank moves to New York. Not New York, not Hollywood. I think it's like, because he's a writer. Writers are going to get some nice secluded place in the mountains and write. And I think that's kind of going to be the thing. Like, Hank takes that ultimatum. I think uh, Levon's going to be the one to tell Hank to go fuck himself. I think Le- no, I think like in a way of just like he'll be the voice of reason. Or? Yeah, Levon's going to be like, you know, he's going to kind of grow up a little bit throughout the ep- throughout the season and just kind of be the one in the end like, you know, I really want to know who my father was, and I know who my father is now, and I kind of don't want you in my life. That's good. Yeah, that's... Are you guys feeling a lot of pressure from this? Like, I feel like we're we're not moving at a quick enough pace, even though I, I it's not no, like... No, I think so. we're I just, just I'm, fine. I'm, I'm just nervous. I'm like, how are we going to get where we need to get? I don't even know where we're going to go. Well, we we got to bring back Nero. We're, we got to see oh, Becca. Yeah. Uh, Becca, how many episodes do you think it'll be before she's reintroduced? Uh, Next episode. Two. Yeah. I think two. It's uh, because we didn't see her. Yeah, in we didn't see her next. We yeah. didn't see her in two previous. Episodes. I think two. Yeah, they'll, I think they'll end the episode. End next episode with Becca. Mm. The phone call with Becca. End of next episode. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Where can we find you guys? Uh, <laughs> ladies first. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Uh, find me on Instagram at Greek Casanova. Follow. 
Go ahead. Steven. Find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. It's right here. S T P H N L E M I E U X. And of course, follow us on AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of shows ending for the spring, but a lot of new shows beginning. So definitely check those out. Don't forget to download the AfterBuzz app, whether you have an iOS uh, device or Android. It's amazing. And uh, hopefully you don't see any more weird videos. What? The hopefully you heck? do. I'm going to go uh, home. I know what them. I'm doing when I get home. Oh, All right. We'll okay. see you next week uh, for Californication. yeah. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later, motherfucker. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.